Welcome to Highway Diary. I'm your host, Eric Hollerbach. With me for the fourth time, I think. Hi, Diary. I'm your host, Eric oh Hollerbach. With oh. me for the fourth time. There we go. <laughs> Episode 376. A little reverb there. We were hanging out. Uh, hopefully, we got the bugs worked out now. Um, Man, we have uh, both been through the ringer. My lease is up. You know, even, even a lease being up in my apartment. You know, my my place here is a mansion. It just is in the model of a small two bedroom apartment that I have to share with another bloke. But um, that's the model of my mansion is a small two bedroom apartment. But you know, it's how it's how you observe things. It's how you what's in your mind. You know. But as April Fool's Day was coming closer, that's the day that I had to choose, and I I'm choosing Austin, Texas. It's been great to me. Um, I work in a boxing gym every morning what's very at Richard Lord's boxing gym. And you know, what's so funny is like, okay, I met this teacher who said that during the lockdowns, the state would give out computers, laptops for the kids. Okay. And all the boys would log in for attendance and log out and watch hardcore pornography. So what they didn't know, what the boys in the school didn't know is the 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 screen was captured. So the teacher was trying to do math class and there was 15 buttholes getting penetrated on her screen trying to teach math class. Okay. So what are you fighting for, satanic cabal? You're fighting for let's social distance. Let's, you know, live in a safe space. It's so amazing. I, I'm like the third string mitt guy at the boxing gym. So I'm the one who like literally for the first time slaps people in the face with the mitt. I say, put your hands up. And then I, I'm the one who slaps them. For the first time I see in their eyes, I go, oh my God, I haven't been touched. And you know what I mean? Like I'm I'm very in touch with reality here. And um, salt of the earth, Vinny Eastwood, you're, you're a man of the people. And uh, that's getting you in big trouble. Yeah, to be sure. But uh, I, don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to do about it, quite frankly. Um, I just listened to a really interesting podcast that you did, and I didn't know this, that New Zealand is getting into the slush fund in the Ukraine. <clears throat> the war, the legitimate war in the Ukraine, New Zealand is getting involved. Yeah, since over 100 troops uh, to do training and stuff like that, which reminds me of uh, when we said that we weren't going to be involved in Iraq in uh, the early 2000s, and we were. We had our frigates uh, doing patrols in the Gulf of Agaba, if I remember correctly. And then they said that we were sending non-combat forces to Afghanistan, and then we have a picture coming out on international media of New Zealand forces, the special air services, some of these... Uh, most brutal killers in the world, ostensibly, uh, in field operations. So whatever New Zealand says it's not a part of, it's probably already going to be a part of it, especially if it's some kind of corruption. I feel like they just softly disclose to you when they want to, because everything's plausible deniability. They they run the same scam. In Vietnam, they were like, oh, no, they, we're just advising them. We're just advising them. And once they nudge, 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 nudge towards it, they incrementally do more and more bullshit, more and more corruption until the people 
you know, push back, but they're they're being ruled. Ugh. Being ruled quite effectively in New, in New Zealand here, you know, it's a very sleepy little. Uh, what was it? My my American producer once upon a time he said that it was like a small town uh, trying to be a country, and uh, you know, to a large degree, you know, you get that kind of uh, American ideal of the uh, the Dukes of Hazard versus Boss Hog, you know, one corrupt kind of official who sort of like runs everything and and uh, gives everybody a hard time and wants any bit of uh, freedom, you know, that sort of thing. It's not entirely dissimilar from what we're looking at here. You get a lot of truth through the movies and a lot of BS through the news. So I'm having a flashback. I went to, I li- when I lived in Los Angeles, me and my buddy uh, Jeff Reeves went to see Robert Zemeckis, Tom Hanks, and the other guy on a panel. And we watched the movie Forrest Gump. And then we there was a Q&A after with the, this panel. It was an educational thing. And I remember Robert Zemeckis saying in, in with Forrest Gump in 1994, it was state-of-the-art technology to um, superimpose Tom Hanks playing Forrest Gump into the movie where he shook hands with Richard Nixon or something. Like he won an award in the Olympics or something and he shook hands. And they were like, this is state-of-the-art technology. I noticed that when Barack Obama married a tranny and put a tranny in the White House, that it was all of a sudden trans rights, tranny story time, tranny, 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 top-down, right? To make himself feel better, you know? And then... I, I think after the Epstein flight log came out, it was very important for the cabal to say deep, ta- deep fake technologies everywhere. That's a deep fake, a face swap, face swap. That's not me on Epstein's island. That's plausible deniability of a face swap. So what did they do? Everyone's cell phone, they, they uploaded everyone's face. With they AI scanned it and you can face swap yourself into every they put this bullshit out to go. That wasn't me. I don't know. I know I'm on the flight log, but I was there for philanthropy. I, I was just there for philanthropy because I love the planet so much. That's why I went to bed of my island. That's probably a yeah, deep well, fake. I mean, they're uh they they they're certainly into their philanthropiness, you know, uh that kind of thing. And they're very well organized. Me, I, I couldn't organize pedophilia at Epstein Island. You know, I'm 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 just just terrible at it. You know, I I couldn't organize it at a uh, Catholic boys' school. There's just so much uh, going on uh, that we don't even have any kind of like cognition of because there's so much of it. And you get these whistleblowers who come out and they give you a little piece of the pie, a little bit of a, a spy in the window or whatever. But at the end of the day, there's all this complexity that has uh, led to all of these things that are being uh, uh, talked about. And now people are starting to, I think, maybe awaken a little bit to the complexity of the situation that they're dealing with, that they perhaps they don't know what they're dealing with. Maybe this is a bit too much for us to understand all at once. And it needs to be simplified down. And, and that's basically the role of the comedian is to make something so simple that it's funny. Um, your friend Petty, uh, Penny Bright, um, she came up with this strategy. Um, well, she said it's narrow at the tip and wide at the base. I don't know where she saw that photograph. Like I thought I scrubbed that from the Internet. But your friend Penny Bright, she came up with this strategy for activists. I'm sorry. I got confused there. Um, what is this point? Point at the tip, wide at the base. What is that? 
I uh, thought she saw if, a photograph. If you have a look at, uh, say, for example, India and Gandhi, how did Gandhi make the British Empire fall out of India? He came up with an issue that was very wide at the base. That means everybody would kind of know about it, be interested in it, and want to do something about it. And he picked salt, because at the time the British had a salt tax, and that affected everybody because you need salt for everything. And he then made it narrow at the tip and made it about the British government ruling India. So a very simple concept, make an issue that everybody was already on board with, and then just direct that anger towards one very specific goal. Like the Boston Tea Party. And I'm not sure, like, that was like a legitimate beef that American politicians stirred up because they were like, listen, if you were in the back office in these meetings with these crooked teeth, yellow, limey jizz bags, you would want to murder all their babies tomorrow. But instead, let's just make this, let's kick their tea in the river and let's be the point of the spear on that issue. We're not getting taxed on their tea from these creepy weirdos who show up in wigs and their makeup is smeared and they're like literally entitled retarded people. Um, but you know, you can make change. I don't want to, I don't want to talk about my personal life or my political activism, but um, Vinny Eastwood, there was this uh, measure that went through Austin city council and I'm going to cry, but um, the men, you know, men are allowed to be shirtless here. So the women were like, we should be shirtless too, you know? And um, within the Austin titty limits, like I was very politically active that day. And um, I don't know who the mayor or governor are, but when I was like, let them take their, you know what I mean? So like, you can make change. <laughs> like, I'm just, I, I laid down on the barbed wire. It's not for me. It's not for me. It's for the next, ge <laughs> it's for the next generation to climb over me. And then they got better life. Um, I'm sorry, but um, you're facing potential jail time. I know I'm making light of this. This you're in a such a serious situation right now. You're you're facing jail time for peacefully protesting the lizards, um, for not taking a plea deal and paying a tax on peacefully protesting, which is their way to get you to admit that you peacefully protesting and then yes you owe them a fine right so for me peacefully protesting i owe you a fine so because you didn't play ball with that disgusting plea deal um they're really trying to screw you they're trying to you're facing jail time you're facing all this um you've been found guilty uh it's the sentencing now that's the that's the issue now you're going to be sentenced um, March 30th. So I have on my website calendar, if you go to ericcollerbach.com, March 30th, 2023 at 10 a.m. or about Vinny Eastwood, Vinny Eastwood will battle tyrannical state lockdown measures in Auckland District Court between 6569 Albert Street, Auckland Central Business District, Auckland 1010 New Zealand. If you live in the area, please go down there to witness his trial and put the lizards on notice that we can see them. You have two young children. Like, 
like the 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 lockdown measures that you were fighting were making kids um log into their class log out to look at butthole pictures on the internet like this is what that's their plan okay Vinny has a different plan for a society okay this is what's at stake so i just really champion your your bravery and your your bullheadedness and your fucking balls man and um how does it feel knowing that in so many days uh what is that thursday thursday march 2023 your life might be very very different after that morning depending on how the creepy weirdo slams the gavel yeah well uh i don't know about the creepy weirdo comment but uh it could be as much as six months in prison or it could be spent on home detention with a little ankle bracelet so i can't leave the house for protesting lockdown where i wouldn't be able to leave the house uh to add to the bail conditions where i wasn't allowed to leave the house you know and it's just like endless over and over again uh kind of crap and uh people are tired of it man and there's so much more that's happened since then we've had the wellington protests with people thousands of people being marched off by police with the aid of sound cannons and things of that nature and giant rubber bullet projectiles and flames reaching up into the sky you know it's been a lot worse than me have come since me right and the the way that they're treating us is uh quite belittling and really quite stressful and painful to a large degree now it doesn't mean that it's not worth it you know i mean i try to do what's right because it's the right thing to do and beyond that it's not really much of a concern of mine and if people are encouraged to do the right thing in their own way or in their own area of expertise, uh, then great. It's just in the meantime, you know, you have to uh, pay a price, I think, uh, for inspiring others or standing up for others. They're beta testing tyranny. They're seeing... Oh, if we can slap him down, because the the reality is, Vinny Eastwood, the narrative is what they're fighting for, the narrative. And they want to discourage people in the most passive-aggressive cuck way possible with white gloves. Ooh. Well, we're going to text him for the day because I'm not going to work today. That's what British people are like. Anyway, um, what is the journalistic standards forum? journalistic standards forum I, I may have misquoted like what that exactly is but it's the uh new zealand public interest journalism fund if i remember correctly that's what it is and uh the government basically said hey look we've got 50 million dollars media who wants some of this oh yeah we want, want some of that and uh it's just under the condition that the only thing that you do with it is demonize all the alternative media who are making you look like idiots because you can't for the life of you tell a good lie you chumps well so i, I hate humanity to... can i have some of that 15 million please 
Can I? Whose boot should I be licking, sir? Yeah. It's uh, five bucks for every man, woman, and child in New Zealand. So five five million people here, and they're giving fifty million to this journalism fund. I mean, that's on top of the billion that they spent on COVID advertisements, and on top of that, they're now merging uh, the two largest government entities, Television New Zealand and Radio New Zealand, uh, together at the cost of I, th- I think it's going to be a couple hundred million or or something something like that. They're just spending so much money on media and you can see why because every like 15 years ago there was nobody and i mean nobody out there going on to the protests filming the activists editing the videos putting them up on youtube in new zealand there wasn't anybody now with live streaming uh Anybody can do it, and every Tom, Dick, and Harry is doing it. So that's something that the technology has really brought forth as a as a lot more voices to the fore. Where once there was only me, now there's umpteen uh, different people out there who are all broadcasting the truth in their own unique flavor, which is great because ultimately people needed to get off their ass and. If it took a tyrannical dictatorship taking everybody's guns, taking away their right to freedom of movement, freedom of speech, and freedom to uh, protest in order to get them to start filming activism, then, hey, it's a price I'm willing to pay. (laughs) Can I tell you something that happened in San Antonio at the Golden Gloves boxing tournament? Um, No. Uh, There was a commissioner, right? And we had another event that we needed the commission, the boxing commission to sanction. And I'm going to say this because we, we have the check, we have the evidence, we have this on camera where I I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. I'm going to say it. We gave this commissioner $3,400 check. Boom. Here you go. So that's what he said. He said on the phone, that's how much it costs. His secretary called. And said, we didn't get the 1500 for the commission sanction fee. And we were like, what? We gave you 3400 You owe us 19 And then she hung up. Okay. The guy took the 34 He didn't even break off the 15 for his own organization. I mean, fraud? Like, okay, dude. So there was a previous commissioner who was like a saint who did the job for 30 years. And, you know, he did it for 30 years. He never he never touched a penny that wasn't allocated for the right direction. He retires the next year. This. Boss hog comes in. Oh, you're going to do things my way now. You're going to play my reindeer games. That's exactly what happened. He overcharged us and didn't even put it into the coffers that it was supposed to go. So I think that guy's going to go to jail because one of our Golden Gloves, literally one of our Golden Gloves champion recorded his sycophant saying who is keeping our our leader out of the corner. So he's so petty. He didn't let our Richard Lord in the corner and he and he like wouldn't let him talk to like shout instructions to his own boxers. So this guy had these little petty, bullshitty, cucky maneuvers to dissuade us from going to the police about the obvious fraud. 
And I feel like governments do this obvious fraud almost on purpose accidentally to see if anyone's watching and then they'll do more. It's just like an abusive relationship. Well, hey, dinner dinner was late, smack. Okay, I got away with that smack. You know what I mean? More and more abuse, more and more. This is how everything works. You're either getting incrementally better or incrementally worse. You're either getting more and more corrupt where you now we have in America a cloned president who, like, they have so many crimes at the G7, right? So Macron and this president and this president, they asked maybe maybe anybody at G7 asked Joe Biden clone a real question. You know what he does? He's playing 5D chess, poops himself, boom. Nobody's talking about the crime anymore. Everyone's thinking about the stink in the room, you know? That's 5D chess. That's, that's American politics right now. That is... <laughs> That's what the other side's fighting for. Vin Eastwood is fighting for an open society where kids go to school, they learn tough lessons. You know, they well, I actually I don't I don't want kids to go to school, actually. I think All right, well, schools I think schools are very, very bad for kids. Like I know they were bad for me. And and, and judging by the quality of the children that are coming out of schools now, I think they're even worse at the moment. Um, but ostensibly yeah i would like a free society where we went to this festival over new year's and this phrase kept coming up for people they're all trying to have a good time and they're all very diverse people right and this phrase kept coming up you do you all right it's kind of like a libertarianism the only uh, one tenet of libertarianism that you really need to believe in is that you don't know what's best for everybody else hmm you know, you do you, mate. That'll be the kind of society I'd like. Yeah, but... there's a problem with that, though, Vinice, because I, I drove home from Houston last night. Um, I visited a buddy and there were three accidents uh, with ambulances and all this stuff. OK, so you do you, bro. I, I get to a red light and this guy is on his phone like this. You know, at a red light and I pull down my window because I'm from New Jersey and I'm confrontational, and I say, hey, cunt, do you not see the three ambulances you passed, you dumb fuck? What? <laughs> Get off your cunting phone, you fucking retard. And you in the passenger seat who's saying nothing? How about, okay, you can't afford a car right now? How about you tell your dumb cunt friend to get off the phone so you don't end up in one of those ambulances? So you do you, bro, leads to narcissism. So uh, some of human potential has to be wrangled by a good, a fair, benevolent state. I feel going to public school was really good for me. I'm like literally a monkey. And so it forced me into these classes where now my my communication skills, I know enough math to balance my checkbook. I know enough math to argue with my landlord. I know enough math to, you know... uh Talk about 45 degree angles in the boxing gym. So I know enough, you know what I mean? And that slope, but also I learned about, oh, this girl's trying to be a thirst trap and that person's trying to be a victim and that person, because you're forced together with this diverse group, you know? And, uh, you know, I had a house with a mom and dad and two siblings. There's not, it's, structure isn't terrible. You do you, bro, leads to narcissism. That's my opinion. It could be potentially that, although uh, the opposite of you do what I tell you leads to a tyrannical society controlled by psychopathic narcissists. 
Um, and let's not forget that everybody, narcissist or not, has narcissistic traits. So the whole concept of you do you is, yeah, as long as you don't do no harm, and so long as you don't uh, tell no lies, you're not trespassing on anybody's property, you're not murdering nobody, you're not uh, raping or, or uh, assaulting or, or uh, doing any kind of damage to people's property, you know, that, that sort of thing, then you've got those uh, basic rules that where people can just do what they what they feel like they want to do with their lives, you know, because some people might tell you that you need to practice violin. You don't like the violin, you like the guitar. Or somebody might tell you you need to go and be a salesman, but you don't like actually uh, uh, doing salesman. You actually want to paint. And I think what's happened now is we have a... Uh, an ancient schooling system, I think, that has been completely forgotten about is the uh, concept of the trivium. Uh, how do you determine whether or not something is a fact? And is this taught to children today? Well, you've got to ask the questions, who, what, when, where, how, and why. That's how you determine whether or not something in the three-dimensional universe is really a fact. Uh, just like with the three-dimensional object, top, down, left, right, depth, front, you know. And I think that people have forgotten the ability to discern fact from fiction to a large degree because of the cult indoctrination process of schooling, whereby you have a central authority figure, you have a silo mentality whereby everybody who questions the central authority figure will be henpecked by those next to them. You have uh, sleep deprivation, so you're going to get up real early to go to school, you have mindless repetition of pointless tasks in order to dull the mind. And before you know it, you come out and the vast majority of your creativity and really uh, willingness to be yourself and be your best self has kind of been stripped out of you. And after you get out of high school, then you have to start developing yourself because you've been held back from doing it for so long. Possibly. Possibly, but I'm glad that uh, the doctor who put plates in my arm that enables me now to hold mitts for kids and inspire another generation about boxing, self-defense, and uh, that person did mindless tasks over and over again, went to school, went to med school, went to residency, and um, when it came Did it time... require a cult indoctrination process to occur, though, or is that just the current system that they're in? It's very hey. difficult to imagine a new system that's not based upon cult indoctrination and kind of like slavery. Maybe he liked it. Maybe he liked cutting my 12-year-old arm open and putting a plate in, you know? And And when I saw... I drove by three ambulances last night from Houston to Austin, and... Hopefully, those hospitals have doctors in them who know what this guy did in what what year was that? 1998. Hopefully, they are not looking when their teachers in grad school for med aren't looking at a a array of buttholes in hardcore hardcore pornography. Hopefully, they're looking at surgeries and getting very involved in this. And I'm sure I could never do that. I'm sure, but I'm sure they have a level of psychopathy to to have the scalpel wield it and start chopping and knowing what they're doing to a live person. You, I mean, I'm sure all the EMS workers have PTSD. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they're really the heroes of of society, 
and the people texting and driving are the scum. Use your fucking blinkers, you garbage people in Texas. Use It's not rugged individual. I don't got to tell you where I'm going. Stay off my lawn. That was genius during the lockdowns. Genius, because we all stayed open. I run a business. Fuck you, Sheriff. I'll shoot you in the head. That literally scared the shit out of the policemen here in Texas. They don't use their blinkers and it's garbage. Use your fucking blinkers, you cokehead, Adderalled out, no attention span fucking retards who don't use your fucking blinkers while you're texting, you fucking dipshit people. Sorry. If I was a cop, I would probably shoot dead 20 to 80 people a day. I would pull over people for not using their <laughs> blinkers, and I would get to the window, and I would shoot them dead, and I would phone it in. And then the boss would be like, oh, you're doing something bad. What? What? Oh, there's a lot of paperwork in the office. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, but look at the roads, man. The roads are clear. Loads are clear. <laughs> hey, good. Not good an people. accident. Not an accident in three days, and it only took 180 murders. Okay, that's 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 what I call progress. <laughs> yeah. Our uh, our EMS budget, you know, we can trim. You know, we can only keep the good workers, and you know, we only have the nice populace who actually cares about other people. You know, in America, I found out real real quick who cares about other people. There's something called the Power Slap League. Have you heard of the Power Slap League? Grown they, men. They like a, a, was it like a spinoff of the Power Rangers? I mean, grown men stand next to each other and they have their arms down and they slap each other unconscious. I mean, to, to equalize the playing field of this horrible sport, and listen, I literally am in a boxing gym every day, but you you have your free will to bob and move and strike and defend. When you put your arms down and you let the government slap you in the face, you are a fucking bitch. Let me tell you something. These are, these are uncles. These are brothers. These are sisters. These are mothers. These are fathers. And they're putting their arms down and letting their opponents slap them in the face. Uh, to equalize the playing field, I think everyone should have their shit and they should shit into like an ice cube tray, like a log. And then when that shit is frozen, they should take this shit and then hit each other like a, like a brick just to equalize. I think that would showcase more contempt for humanity, which is all I'm getting from this horrible sport. You're commercializing brain damage. I mean, yeah. it's with no sport attached to it. It's disgusting. I mean what what is what does sport really uh, uh, do for the masses anyway? Because as far as far as I know, it's mostly just a, a way to sell products for major companies and and distract people from anything important that's going on. And I know lots of people who are like big big sports fans. You try talking about about anything that matters, anything that's relevant, anything that's personal or meaningful. They they got nothing. It's a distraction, but it also. I know for me, martial arts taught me a lot of confidence. You know, I went through this period, Vinny Eastwood, where I was, I broke up with this girl for four years. I was going bald. I was getting fat. I was drinking too much. I, my life was, I got fired from this reality show. I was working in LA. I was the most miserable I ever was in my life. And I went to the Muay Thai Academy of America in North Hollywood, and it changed my life forever. And there's no other way to say what I just said. I was like, I could be Jason Statham. I can't be a bald loser. So 
Like, you know what I mean? I could be, I could be a, a dangerous person or I can be a fucking loser failure. So I chose that. And now I'm telling you, I, I treat everybody exactly the same every time I work on the same drills with Golden Gloves boxers and people that are extremely, uh, you know, they seem like they were on the couch their whole life. And and I give what I learned back. I think that's very important. But, um, you know, to, to put your arms down and to let somebody else hit you, I just think, oh, my God, that's like you going um yeah i plead guilty and i'll pay a thousand dollar fine that's power slap league yes yeah, state captor slap me i was peacefully protesting i'm gonna put my arms down while you put satan's cock right in my fucking face and i'm gonna say nothing because i'm a bitch mm. i think uh what do you got you got these instances that are like indications of the current mood of society what they call the zeitgeist and if power slant league is a thing if that stuff is real and it's actually happening just translate that just just multiply it a little bit in, in your head and think about the entirety of society and where that actually has to be in order for something like that to exist for, for, for people to actually have enough time for that Enough time to get slapped in the face without defending yourself. I mean, is this, hey, bro, what are you doing tonight? Oh, well, to hell with watching TV. I'm going to get slapped in the face so hard I get knocked out. <laughs> That's the war in the Ukraine. I think 100 soldiers just left New Zealand to go fight in the war in the Ukraine because they are they have an avoidance issue. They don't want to say to their wife, girlfriend, or mother or father the one honest fucking conversation. They would literally, they have such an avoidance issue they would rather go to another country and feel like the hero and sh blow innocent people's turn turn their brains into into um splatter paint than have a conversation with their mom that like hey i think that your uh this dance club you forced me to go to is laying game lame and gay i don't want to go to dance recital anymore with you mom it's lame and gay so they would rather enlist in the army and go to kill people in the ukraine you know what i mean I love hey, it. Well, yeah. It's like a six and a one hand, half dozen in the other. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so you just, uh, New Zealand just had um, a cyclone storm. Was this a natural cyclone storm or was this harp technology? What's going on? You just had a climate change emergency. Everyone get your ESG score, change your gender. Get the estrogen in injections, you know, Ukraine, Ukraine, trans, trans. What's going on with this cyclone? Uh, it was a pretty big freaking storm. We haven't um, had one of those in New Zealand since like 88 was Cyclone Bowler. And uh, apparently that one was pretty intense. And this one was pretty intense too. And it was about like a week or two weeks after like the biggest deluge of rain that we've like ever had, like the... The previous record was 160 millimeters to fall in Auckland in a day, and then 250 millimeters fell in a day. And it was just like, whoa, man, that was crazy. And we had reports of people who were just like driving down the road, and then all of a sudden a just wall of water just comes and engulfs their car and then drowns them. 
happened in seconds. And in Hawke's Bay, Napier, uh, when this happened, uh, they had, you know, the, the roof of your house right about where the roof starts? That was how high the water was for, like, several towns. And it was moving fast as well, and it was full of huge logs and wood. People's, like, entire livelihoods and many lives and stuff like that just washed away. Like, there's just this hugest freaking disaster they've ever seen. They say it's going to take about a year to clean up. How were the and, politics of the people in those districts? Um, don't know, frankly. That's where uh, most of the fruit and uh, vegetables are grown in New Zealand uh, in that particular area. So it's a huge, huge blow. And it's also on top of like a uh, massive food inflation and the price of food has uh, skyrocketed as well. And there's huge inflation. So the dollar isn't going as far as it normally would either. So yeah, massive simultaneous crises. And all of these ones happen right after Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern steps down and they get the new Prime Minister, Chris Hipkins, her little protege, in there to continue on the thing. I'll save you. You know, the previous Prime Minister saved you from COVID. This one will save you from the floods. Ah, these um, are going to be touted as like the Noah of New Zealand. Noah Zealand, or if, if, if I may. And I think that what's happening down there is not being reported quite how the media are saying it, like media saying, oh, it's big destruction, big damage and stuff like that, but there's only 11 people dead. It's all right, it's all right. But we've got uh, scattered reports from uh, lots of other people saying, it's like, 11? Are you kidding me? It's more like a 1,000 people just dead, washed away with the flood, drowned in their roofs or or, uh, or got squashed when, when the landslides happened and, and came, took their houses out and things like that. You had people... Uh, stuck on roofs, watching bodies float past them for eight hours, you know, uh, kind of thing. So, dude, it's a it's a big challenge down there at the moment, and the media is not really telling the truth about it. And at the same time, uh, Wanganui, where my uh, partner Rebecca's from, uh, they're running low on essential foodstuffs like flour, bread, eggs, milk, meat because all of that stuff's being sent up to Auckland, where I live. And because uh, we had uh, massive floods here that uh, uh, damaged a, a whole bunch of people's houses and, and really uh, uh, stressed the city to the max and declared a state of emergency. I've been living in this city for a long time, never heard of no state of emergency. And now all of a sudden, pretty much every time there's kind of severe uh, weather happening, they give us this little text message uh, with a huge, loud, freaking tone on it at full volume uh and it even comes to your phone when it's on flight mode so alert there's big weather and stuff like that and they did that after there was the noah like floods right it's just like well thank you for telling us now that there's severe weather on the way it's a terrible um, situation in this laura silsby laura silsby was caught uh stealing 33 Haitian uh, kids out of Haiti for the Clinton Foundation. Uh, now she's in charge of the Amber Alert system. The Journalistic Standard Forum is New Zealand's money laundering network to keep the discourse bullshit. The Journalistic Standards Forum, $15 million. Who's a cuck of the system? Who's a bootlicker? Who can uh, 
cover up my crimes. Anyone like to gaslight for New Zealand right now? Hey, I got 15 mil for the journalistic standards forum. Has anyone had like a troubled childhood? Has any is anyone have too much trauma to discern fucking their own dick from a cucumber? Oh my god. Um yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's pretty pretty brutal here in New Zealand, man. I gotta tell you. And uh, it's not just me that's suffering the persecution. Uh, it's so many other activists, you know. I'm, I'm making working on a video uh, right now, uh, trying to like cobble together all the alternative media people who've been arrested or censored or uh, charged or or some something like that. And when you when you read the list, if you're from New Zealand and you follow that alternative media, it's the who's who. Like everybody who's become something in this country in terms of alternative media has faced the police right as has been arrested or charged or or uh, something like that just doing their job and uh, very recently we had Liz Gunn who's a former mainstream media journalist who came over to our side and her cameraman friend of mine uh, Jonathan Clark got arrested and they uh, broke her arm you know it's like a 60 60 something year old woman and and they're just coming in being brutal and roughing her up and stuff like that and smash Jono's $15,000 camera. So, you know, it, it's a dangerous time to be a truth teller in New Zealand. I'm telling you, it's never been more dangerous. So that's why more people need to get on the field. All right, it's heating up out there, ladies and gentlemen. Now's your time to shine. Get up and get over that trench and run toward that machine gun fire. This war ain't going to win itself. Yeah, so that camera can either catch a creepy weirdo doing creepy weird shit, or it can be smashed and then pollutes. You said 70% of the lakes are too polluted to swim in New Zealand. Yeah, roughly. So let's throw that battery in the lake, pollute the lake, so you can't catch me being a creepy weirdo. In mm. San Antonio, the Boxing Commission, I mean... 3,400. He didn't even break off the 15 to his own. Everything's a fucking psyop. When when I heard you say that on a previous podcast that uh, 70% of the lakes are too polluted to swim in in New Zealand, I got a flash in my head of the Twin Towers having asbestos. No, it's too, uh, it's too costly to remedy that. Hey, let's just use them as a chess piece in a nuclear conflict. Because I've never, because <laughs> Dick Cheney's never been hugged in his life. You know what I mean? Like, let's go. Let's go dark side. Yeah. And so that joke about it, uh, Dick Cheney celebrates 9-11 every year. You know, he gets, goes out, gets some presents for his family and stuff like that. He gets a couple of cardboard twin towers, towers set up in his lounge with some fairy lights, you know, draped around him, that kind of thing. And uh, one year, the towers actually uh, caught fire. The uh, fairy lights malfunctioned, but uh, it didn't collapse. I'll tell you, when you do that many crimes against humanity, you get an erection deep in your 90s. You know what I mean? It just doesn't stop. All right. Um, March 30th, 2023, at 10 a.m., Vinnie Eastwood will battle tyrannical state lockdown measures in Auckland District Court. 6569 Albert Street, Auckland Central Business District, Auckland 1010, New Zealand. 
if you live in the area, please go down there to witness the trial. Put the lizards on notice. This is the tip of the spear. You peacefully protested, and they're making an example of you because you know the crimes of the country you're in. If you, let me just, I, I want to kind of pause here and just say, if you were a politician, if you were an actual man of the people politician, it, do you aspire to that at all? Do you do you see your role as a muckraker commentator? How would you do things differently? How would you fix what's going on? Well, first of all, I'd correct myself publicly when I said before that Liz Gunn had her arm broken. The listeners down here are saying that actually it was just her front thumb that got fractured and she was bruised, bruised badly by the manhandling. So I was wrong. I will, I will do what politicians don't do, say I was wrong, all right, and then change what I'm doing based upon what the right thing is to do, you know. Simple as that. What do you what do you want? You want people to help you with out with jobs, help you out with the economy and all of these uh, empty placation words and things of that nature. But we have a hemp industry in this country that could basically lead the world. You can make 50,000 industrial products out of it. We've got 20% of the population uh, thereabouts who uh, smoke cannabis. So we may as well legalize that and tax it while we're at it and then use it with uh, Rick Simpson hemp oil so that we don't need cancer wards and things like that in this country anymore. That should save us a few I got to cut the feed. I got to cut the feed. You know, uh, there's uh, about 50 million things in this country that need to change that I know how to do just like that. The problem is manufacturing the political will to have everybody go, hey, you know what? I was wrong. Let's do what's right. People, a hundred soldiers in New Zealand would rather not talk to their wives, girlfriends, mothers, fathers. It makes more sense in their brain to go over to Ukraine and shoot people in the head that they don't know for the bankers. Avoidance issue. Do the right thing out there, people. Look at what's in your community. Put some smiles on faces. Uh, get out of the house. Instead of getting jabs, make out with each other. Go to ericollerbach.com. Go to vinnieeastwood.com. I have a sponsor, Auntie M's Edibles. Go to Auntie M's Edibles. They have these trays where you can make your own CBD oil gummies. Dose yourself how you want. Put uh, your medicine in your own hands. Also, go to ericollerbach.com. Click the Robinhood link. You can get free stock on Robinhood. Trade your own stock however you see fit. Use a Ouija board. I don't care. Click through that link. Uh, Vinny Eastwood, what a pleasure to know you. We've known each other 14, 15 years on the internet. I'm pretty sure you're a real person and not an AI uh, enhanced uh, deep fake or whatever. No, I'm um, pretty sure I am too. Like, but, you know. All right. Uh, any any other plugs that I missed for you? Uh, March 30th, yeah. go to court. I think also it's been a long time in this movement both in New Zealand and, and overseas in terms of international truth. And everybody's had each other's throats at one point or another. And uh, I thought it would be an interesting experiment instead of trash talking other people in your movement. What if you give them big ups? What if you say, hey, you're doing good work. Thank you very much for doing it. And uh, everybody check them out. You know, people like Liz Gunn and Counterspin Media and 
Lee Williams and Billy TK and Damien Dement and Chantel Baker and uh, so many others uh, here in New Zealand. And of course, there's, there's people all over the world who are putting the truth out in their own particular way. And we all have disagreements and we might even have fights. But at the end of the day, it's on the points we agree that we should come together and collaborate. Those points that we disagree, we could talk about them endlessly. And maybe we'd save those conversations for when we're no longer under the threat of what we all agree is enslavement and subsequent extermination by ruthless criminals as the bad scumbaggery. Good night, everybody. Thank you very wait, much. Wait, wait. I, you, you've inspired me. I, I have some I have some plugs. Mr. Charlie Robinson, Mr. Benjamin Fulford, uh, Mr. Sam Tripoli, Mr. Eddie Bravo, Dr. Stephen Jones, Dr. Richard Gage, Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Judy Mikevitz. Uh, yeah, that's my short list. I mean, there, there's brave-ass people out there. Bill Cooper, there's brave-ass people out there that broke my mind into the right direction and put me at not... They didn't pacify my laziness. They were a call to action, and I'm still fighting the fights of those people I mentioned. Love you, mm -hmm. Vinny Eastwood. You're a great dude. Cheers, brother. Me too.